hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. David? Yes? What do a bachelorette reality TV star, Mm -hmm. little talked about investments, and interest rates all have in common? I don't know what. They have Queer Money Podcast episode number 434 in common because we have Jason Tartik of Bachelorette season 14 on the show to talk about the super exciting investment topic of CDs. Amongst other things. <laughs> In addition to being a contestant on The Bachelorette, Jason is a Wall Street Journal bestselling author, podcast host of the top charting Trading Secrets podcast, and multimedia star. Without further ado, 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 let's get on with the show. You're listening to the Queer Money Podcast, personal finance with a rainbow twist. Queer Money is dedicated to financial independence, financial well-being, investing knowledge, and the intersection of all things money as an LGBTQ person. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. So welcome, Jason Tartik, to the Queer Money Podcast. We're looking forward to a media discussion with you. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. We're glad that Capital One could could make this happen. But before we dive into the sexy topic of CDs, we've <laughs> got to ask a little bit about your background. So I mean, you were in finance, but then one day, eventually you found yourself on a reality TV show some people might have heard of. What was that show? And do you mind explaining what that experience was like from a real person's perspective behind the scenes? Yeah. So that show has a big, big community called Bachelor Nation, if you've heard of it, with ABC, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, The Bachelor in Paradise. And now they've just put a new show out called The Golden Bachelor, where The Bachelor is 71. So (laughs) they got all different things going. But you know, my career track was I was a corporate soldier. I was a corporate banker. I worked with companies that earned revenues of $100 million and plus and did all lending to them. You tell me where to go, I'll be there. And I moved four or five times with the company, took about seven promotions. My longest and largest move was from New York to Seattle. And just about 29, after doing all that and getting my MBA, I was a little burnt out. And I had been single for about a year trying to figure life out. And what do you know? I get a call from all places, a reality TV show. And so most of my life, guys, was a it's a it's a blueprint. Like I just followed the 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 blueprint that they put out there. Get your MBA, get promoted, move when they tell you to move. And for the first time in my life, I took a wild detour into reality TV and I went on ABC The Bachelorette. And the best way I could explain that experience would be similar to how I'd probably explain just relationship with investing, like left, right, curveballs, expect the (laughs) unexpected. And it was like, I sat in a roller coaster, right? It's like, you know, when you get into a big roller, you're like, you're in line, you're waiting for it. There's hype, there's excitement and you're strapped in and you're like, oh shit. There's no getting out. And that's how it was. There were, you know, you went upside down, you went up, you went down, you had fun, you had lows. And so that was a little bit about the experience, which I, I somewhat correlate to to investing in finance. Yeah, I could definitely see that. What did I get myself into? <laughs> oh, yay. I'm, not, I'm excited what I got myself into, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. That's great. So what's interesting, I think, too, is that you've decided to sort of like 
get back into into finance and personal finance as opposed to, I guess, going the traditional route of making a skinny vodka or whatever. I don't know. What what made you sort of tack back to your original original love? Yeah, I had this this moment, you know, I get off this show and social media is kind of still new at the time. It's 2018 and I have these followers and I'm like, I don't know what to do here. But it was March of 2020. And that's when the market completely crashed, turned upside down, pandemic hit and the whole world just flip flopped. And I just put out one question to my audience. And I think this is a good learning lesson because if your focus group or sample size is, is one person or hundreds of thousands and millions you still have a sample size and you could still get feedback. And I said, right now, every headline, every single cable network, we see the words S&P 500 and it's crashing and our retirements are burning in flames and all the bad news and alarmist things associated with it. So I said to my audience, be honest with me. Don't lie. If I tell you to describe what the S&P 500 is right now, in three sentences, could you do it? And I just put a yes and no. That's it. Over 250,000 people answered it. And let me ask you guys mm. this. What percentage of those 250,000 people do you think said, yes, I can tell you what the S&P 500 is? Oh, gosh. Maybe breaking 60%? Okay. Mm. I'm going to go way lower. I'm going to say probably maybe 17%. Wow. I'm going to go really low because I, I, I honestly think that a lot of people have no clue, even though they're invested in it, what they're, what is their, really? what they're invested in because right. it's in their 401k and they just don't even care. Exactly. Here's what the answer was. Only 9% of people said they thought they can actually answer what it is. Really? And to me, yeah, to me, that was eye-opening to, you know, my my finance buddies, they couldn't believe it. Their jaw hit the floor yeah. to my my friends and, and just the individuals I talked to on a day-to-day basis when I told them, they're like, yeah, I probably couldn't. And what I quickly recognized in that moment is my 10 years that I served in corporate banking and my MBA in accounting and finance, there's something I could really, I could do here. I can bring a lot of information, education to individuals that need it because knowledge is power, especially in this space. And so as a result of that, that's when I started carving out everything that I've carved out within the social media space. And so I built a consulting company called Restart Consulting, really helping people find their career paths to be on the path they always dreamed of as opposed to the one that life led them. We have a podcast called Trading Secrets where we talk about where people made money, how they got to where they got, where they lost money, just a lot of transparency on career, money. And then we talk a lot about consumer protection. So all the things from buying a car to making big purchases like real estate, the things that you need to know that maybe were not taught in the school system or that were not given the information to know. So that's wow. what's happened. And then wrote a book called The Restart Roadmap and have a second book coming out. And it all started from just a question. Do you know what the S&P 500 yeah, I started a lot before that, but I love that you decided to use it. You created a platform and decided to use it for something good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. I don't know if you've watched Black Mirror, but the first episode of this recent season, I think is a big alert sign to a lot of us. Hey, you need to figure out what's going on with consumer protections because it freaked a lot of people out. <laughs> I got, I actually just got goosebumps when he said that because I've seen that episode and it is a bit terrifying, <laughs> yeah. right? It is a bit terrifying. Just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So you're in finance now, obviously, and have been for most of your career. What are some of your favorite money axioms that like can apply to most people that they can apply to their lives and improve their financial situation? 
I think there's a couple of things. I think one I, I just dropped actually recently, like knowledge is power. I think one of the biggest, most important assets in the world is money. It's the leading currency in every single country. And it's it's important in our professional world, our financial world, but also our personal world. It's the number two reason why relationships end up in an exit. So in all areas, money touches us, but we're not taught the things that we do need to know as it relates to managing our debt and managing our money and finding the right investments for us and making sure that we're earning money on our money. So knowledge, knowledge is power. And I think for too long, we have swept it under the rug. We have taken credit card bills and thrown them away and not looked twice. We have been complacent with our finances and the time to start taking control is now. And if Mm -hmm. you didn't do it yesterday, it's time to do it today. It's never too late. And I think the second one is create a plan. Let's have a plan, but let's also be flexible. Because in the last three, four years, especially since the pandemic, there's been a ton of people jamming information down our throat with cookie cutter models. And the end of the day is take these models that are out there, understand what they're saying, and then apply it to your life. Because all of our situations, for those listening here and us even talking today, are different. So be flexible, be aware, knowledge is power. Now, there's one little fun rule I have in my second book that I wrote. And it's not out for pre-order. So this is the first time I'm really talking about it. Nice, Because I think if we can can make these things stick, that's how they'll proceed in our life. But it's called the two dozen jack rule. Very simple. If you're a W-2 employee, just take your income, divide it by two. That takes out all the pre-tax deductions, all the tax. It's just a conservative way of saying, how much cash should I have after my paycheck comes in? So the two dozen jack, the two, just divide it by two. Take that number, divide it by 12, a dozen. That's what a dozen is, right? So that gives us our rough estimate of how much cash we'll have per month. And you say, what's the jack? Well, too many numbers. You already said two and dozen. I'm good on numbers. So we got the (laughs) jack. Now, a jack is worth 10 in any deck of cards. If that doesn't click to you, and most of my audience is female-based, I'll say, don't remember a jack of a deck of cards. Let's just remember Jack Dawson. That guy's hot. That guy's a 10 out of time. That, that guy's a dime. <laughs> Do you dime. remember He's, who that is? Jack Dawson, Titanic. Come yes. on now. And for my people that don't know, okay, just remember the Jack and the cards. But that's a 10, right? And all I want you to do is take the number after you divide it by two, divide it by 12. You now understand the 10 part. Just multiply it times 0.1. That's how much I want you guys saving on a monthly basis at a minimum if possible. So Take these rules, customize it to your lifestyle, but knowledge is power. Have a plan and be flexible. Give yourself grace. Nice. I love that. You you always love formulas. Yeah, I know. I'm going to, folks, we'll share this. Definitely share this one. If that's okay with you, we'll share this with our, our folks through yes. our email as well when we do the show notes for this episode. Yeah. So like, overall, what are some of your favorite money topics, financial topics to talk about on your show and obviously in your books? The, the biggest one is just money. I think we've grown up thinking, or at least I have, that it's taboo to talk about what we make and how we earned and how we negotiated. And the sooner we can get comfortable just talking about money, the more power we have as consumers. The sooner we can get comfortable about asking the people in our space, in our market, in our industry, maybe even the person that sits next to us at the desk over, how much are you making? How are you negotiating? Why do you think your value is what it is? What did you pay for that? How did you get that deal? The idea of just removing that taboo 
is one of the biggest things I try to emphasize. Because if you just take a step back, I believe the reason that taboo has been instilled is because we have less power as we navigate our career, our finances, our purchases. And if we have less power as we're doing that, where is the money going? It's going to those that are at the top controlling the economy. So if our masses can get more comfortable with understanding where money moves and how, we can then better navigate every aspect of our life. So the unspoken truth about money, careers, and consumer buying are the things that I just love to dive into. And even simple things like, you know, there's so much, there's so many headaches out there, like stop buying coffee for four bucks. My <laughs> thought process is how do I break that rule? Well, I'll tell you how I break that rule. I go to Starbucks. I learn a little bit about their processes. I see that you can actually get a refill for free. I tell my consumer base, if your cup of coffee is $4, then the same day, if you're sitting in the location, you can get another cup for free. So now you have two cups for $4. And on top of it, I learned that that filtered water they have, this is a little technical, but it is triple filtered reverse osmosis filtration water. It is the best tap water in the planet. It's the same <laughs> water they use to brew their coffee. You get a venti tap water with ice, the value of that's like six bucks. So now you got two cups of coffee and a $6 water all for four bucks. Go enjoy that $4 cup of coffee. Those are the things I love to talk about. He just busted the last five Yes, exactly. <laughs> David, Take that, Dave Bach. David Bach. <laughs> Right. <laughs> awesome. I love that you you suggested talking about your finances with your colleague, especially what you're getting paid and you know how much you paid for that, this, that, and the other thing. But I, I think like people are more apt to want to talk about politics and religion than to ask their colleague how you know how much they're getting paid because there might be a blow up in the office. What suggestions do you have to have somebody to sort of muster up the courage to actually bring up that conversation and not feel like they're going to be put in the penalty box? Yeah, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it, it really stems from vulnerability. If you feel as though exposing that is is vulnerable. And I always say the best way to connect is through vulnerability. And sometimes you have to show your hand first. So if All you right. have built up the courage to lead with vulnerability, it's very, very likely if you're if you're connecting with someone that you probably want to maintain a friendship with, they'll start to give you some vulnerability. And I think it's a good point when you talked about like the religion and the politics and things to stay away from, but the world's changed. It's 2023. All of our eyeballs have visibility to things 20, 40 years we never would have seen or undergone. And we need to start changing with this world. I mean, there are so many topics now that are no longer taboo. But still, with all the things that have now come to light, to get open with so we can understand ourselves better in the pursuit of a happy life, we only have so many years here, money is still that taboo topic. Right, so yeah. getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, and I think getting a little vulnerable and being willing to show your cards will definitely help encourage the conversation. Yeah, I love that. I love that you you use that term sex positive. Maybe we need to just start saying we need to have a start having a money positive culture too, uh -huh. right? Because money is is a negative for so many people. You start talking about money, and all of a sudden their mind shifts to a negative place, either because their insecurities, their scarcity mindset, their inhibitions to talk about their success, and we need to talk about 
money positivity. <laughs> I like the money positivity because at the end of the day, who's really talking about money right now? Who do you know? You could, if I say to people out there that are listening right now, who do you know that talks about money instantly? I could think of three people I know that talk about money. You know who they are? They're super successful. They're super braggadocious. They'll tell me every little new asset they just bought. And that's not what we're talking about when we say money positive, which you just created. We're talking about not only the good, not only the okay, but some of the really, really bad, because how do we fix it if we ignore it? I like it. Money positivity. I'm here for that. 100%. So one of the subtopics in money that we don't talk a lot about, and there are probably some reasons for that, is is certificates of deposits. <laughs> <laughs> the old CDs, baby. Yeah, they're becoming more and more appealing now. So why haven't we talked about them? And 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 what do you, why do you think there's been this resurgence of CDs and the talk about CDs lately? Yeah, I mean, just think about interest rates, right? Over, you know, from 2001 to 2020, interest rates were like close to zero. Anybody that locked in a mortgage in that time period, I wish I could give you a standing O. <laughs> but as a result of that, right? Like where is where is the spread? If a mortgage rate's around 2 to 3% in a CD, I mean, how much are you going to make? 0 to 1%. <laughs> so for the last two decades, it's been a, a more challenging conversation with certificates of deposits. And I think that topic of conversation has changed drastically, especially in the last 12 to 24 months. I think, first off, let's for anyone out there, I always like to break things down 101 and not talk over anyone just in case people don't know what a CD is. Simple and straightforward. It's just a savings option that allows you to deposit your money. And in exchange, what the bank will do is they will pay you a fixed interest rate over a period of time that you have committed to select to keep your money in that deposit. And usually the time period is anywhere from six months to 60 months that you'd keep it in there and then you'd agree to that interest rate that you would be paid in return from the bank for doing that. And I think one of the big reasons it's a much larger topic of conversation, one that we need to start getting a little comfortable with and you know, if we talked about the sexy CDs, they are starting to get sexy <laughs> is because as the Fed has increased these interest rates at the rate that they have, new products like CDs or existing products like CDs have become much more appealing because while those interest rates are being increased by the Fed, some of us back home are all feeling that maybe through our mortgage note, maybe through the credit card debt, personal notes, auto loans, whatever it might be. Well, guess what? The banks have to increase the interest rates that they pay us back right. on our money. And now CDs have been a pretty important tool to mix into our portfolio because of that. I think another important thing to think about is we're all experiencing the rise, right? But then we know that eventually these interest rates are going to start to drop back down. You know, we've seen this happen. This ha this cycle happens over and over and over again. And that's where we think about this idea of locking in for a longer period of time. We've seen this really shoot up. We've all experienced this over the last year, right? Interest rates have really gone up a lot in the last year. It's quite possible that they could drop just as quickly if things are going on in the economy that the Fed says, okay, we need to reverse course. And if you want to lock in this four and a half, five percent 5%, then this would be a way to do that. Exactly. And I think that's a great, because a lot of people out there will say, they'll immediately say, okay, I see what you're saying about CDs. 
I'll just keep it in my savings account because those interest rates are going up as well. But exactly to your point, when those interest rates are going up in your savings account, those are subject to market volatility, right? So as soon as interest rates start going back down, guess what? That savings account interest rate is going to go back down with it. And with a CD, once you lock in your term, it's locked in. So you're no longer subjected to the volatility of when interest rates come down. And if you're listening right now, we have not seen interest rates increase at this speed in this short a period of time in two, three decades. This is the fastest that we have seen interest rates increase. And just recently, there was another increase to the benchmark, to the US Fed benchmark. So as a result of that, when you think about locking in an interest rate for a longer period of time, when you know or think there could be some volatility that would decrease that, you want to do it at the top. And there might be a further ceiling. It might go up. But we know right now we're at the highest we've been in decades and decades and decades. So don't get greedy, people. Yeah. Don't get greedy out there. <laughs> so it, are there, what we have now. Are there other reasons why our listeners might want to think about putting their money into a CD other than I just want to save my money? Are there maybe some strategies or things that we might think about? Yeah, I think there's there's a few. I think if you have short-term purchases, like let's say you're saving for a down payment of a house, but you don't want to lose the base and the principle of what you've saved, but you want to make an interest rate that is going to, you know, somewhat keep up with inflation or outpace your savings account. I think for short-term purchases, it is a great conservative way to increase your return while knowing you're not going to lose the principal. And you're not going to lose the principal of what you put in because you will be insured under the bank's FDIC limits. So you know it's safe, you know it's conservative, you know it's going to grow. Now, the another, another really cool strategy you can do with CDs is something called CD laddering. So I'm going to give you a little example of this. If you're I'm sure listening to your show, people know what dollar cost averaging is. Let's say you got $10,000. I'll just give a reminder for people that don't know, $10,000. And instead of putting $10,000 in the market today, what you would do is you would put $1,000 in the market at the first of every month. So you now have 10 different entry points into the market as opposed to all today. That's dollar cost averaging. Now, laddering CDs is another strategy that you can do. There are different interest rates for different period of times. A six-month CD will have a different interest rate than a 24-month CD. So suppose you had $20,000. As opposed to putting $20,000 in a five-year CD today, what you would do to strategize against market volatility, which we've talked about, is let's say chop that $20,000 into $5,000. And we make four CDs $5,000 deposits with different time periods. One would be a 12-month CD. The second, 24-month CD, two years. Third, 36-month CD, three years. And the fourth, a 48-month CD, four years. All CDs there will have different interest rates, different expirations, and you're strategizing and hedging against all the market volatility for different time periods. And let's say after a year, you need a couple bucks, you can take that $5,000 back if you want it. So whether you're saving for a short-term purchase 
or you're using it as a tool for the long-term strategy, you can do something like a CD ladder and everything in between. So from outperforming your savings account to thinking about short-term conservative purchases and making money on your money to thinking about a longer strategy to put in your portfolio, a CD can actually serve a great purpose for all three of those. Yeah, that's that's a great, wonderful strategy. Yeah, it, it is very interesting because I, I think there are some people out there who were just listening to our previous conversation about interest rates going up and interest rates going out, down and said, well, what if they keep going up? If you're laddering, you have the opportunity then if this once that 12 months is up and interest rates are higher, you may then roll it into a higher interest rate, right? Mm-hmm. So that brings up the question then what happens when the 12 month period or the 36 month period is up. What, what happens to my money? Where's my money go? <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's, 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 let's first talk about this too. Emergencies happen. So you put that money in a 12 month CD, right? And then, oh shoot, six months, there's a huge emergency. Maybe it's medical, maybe it's personal, whatever it is, you need that money. The good news is with CDs, you can liquidate them. You can get that money back. Now, there is a withdrawal penalty for doing so. And typically, if the CD maturity is less than 12 months, that penalty is going to be roughly around three months of interest. If your CD maturity is over 12 months, it's typically going to be about six months of interest accrued. So there's a penalty for liquidating that money. But the good thing with CDs is that you can get that money. Now, let's go back to your question though. Suppose that you actually, you're in it to win it. No emergencies come up. That money comes due. What happens? Well, you could do a couple things. First, you could be proactive. So before expiration, you can go talk to your bank, you can shop around, you can make sure that you renew it at the same length. You can change the length that you put in this your monies into a CD. So you have those flexible options. You can then pick a length from six months to 60 months. Or let's say sometimes you're forgetful like me, it can auto-renew. So you're in a one-year CD the money's in there, you don't need it. Well, it will just renew for the same period of time with the updated interest rate and you're still good making money on your money. And let's say worst case, and not even worst case, but it's just time to take the money out. Once that matures, you can take it out penalty-free and transfer it to any linked account that you have. So the options are endless when you make it to the maturity point and you've made money on your money. It's a beautiful thing. It's sexy. It See, it, it, now it's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and the other nice thing is, you know, we talked about, you talked about some of the uses for this. It also is a protection for those of us who might have sticky fingers and want to get to that money, right? We set aside, let's just say $25,000 to save for a down payment on our house, but ooh, Audi just came out with a brand new A4 and I really like that. I could upgrade, but I got a I need an extra three thousand dollars to do that. I where can I get the money? Oh, I'll just tap my savings account for the for the house. Well, that prevents those kinds of conversations happening in your head. Totally. I talk a lot about behavioral based budgeting, and it's the idea of studying your behaviors to budget accordingly. You know, maybe it's the the new ads or the big sale or whatever it is that drive. Maybe it's a little depressing moment in your life. That's what drives your behaviors. Understanding your behaviors and budgeting against it, and that goes directly to your point. Understand your behaviors, and if you could put those sticky fingers on hold because you have to be on hold through a vehicle like a CD. That's a beautiful thing. It's like putting yourself in time out, but for the good. Right. Exactly. One of David's recent behaviors has been talking about getting a new Audi quite frequently. 
What's going uh, on? <laughs> what kind of uh, what color are we going with? What I don't I don't know. I don't need a new round. <laughs> okay, it's just it keeps coming up a lot. I'm right, curious that, if there's something that, I should prepare for. I love yeah. I love Audi, so it's my go-to analogy. I think I use too often. Then <laughs> I love that. So there, obviously, there there've got to be some risks with CDs. Can you warn us about what some of those risks might be, so we can look out for them? Yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest risk is bank risk, right? We have seen some banks turn upside down in the last 12 months, but we know that the FDIC there is to protect us. So your deposits are insured just like FDIC deposits are insured up to that maximum. But there is bank risk, right? When your money is ever with a bank, you need to know that you are at the risk of the performance of that bank. That's why, in my opinion, it's it's very it's very important to do due diligence on your bank and working with banks that are well-known, that are reputable, that are credible, and that have a large enough scale to know that your money's in a good place is super important. And I know you guys work with Capital One. I work with Capital One. Capital One checks all those boxes when you are looking. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice right. shirts, by the way. How did you guys get any of those in the mail? I think it's, it's time for me to get that. For um, those of you who are listening and not watching the episode, we're wearing our Capital One jersey zip ups today and are drinking coffee out of our Capital One mugs. We kind of, hmm. Kind of look like a walking Capital One billboard. <laughs> no, we, we emailed Capital One and we said, we're either going to start recording our episodes shirtless or you, can you send us some new, new tire? <laughs> and without and knowing back Next home, day mail. It came, huh? <laughs> and without anybody, if you're not watching, you're just listening. Fortunately, I have the same blue on as them, but I'm going to have to tell Capital One the same thing. I'm going shirtless unless you give me some gear. It's unfair. But there's also, there is, I want to make sure I answer the question in full because there's the bank risk, but there's also interest rate risk. We have yes. seen interest rates change dramatically right over the last 12 months. It's something I'm going to keep saying and saying because those changes impact us. Those changes impact the way we invest, the vehicles we choose to use and why. And it's important to know that I could lock in a CD right now today at a certain interest rate. And in three months from now, the Fed completely changes their strategy. And in three months from now, the interest rate of CDs goes up significantly. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I just lack my money in at a lower rate than it is three months from now. And that's where we have to use a little bit of analysis to make the best decision and why. And I'm sure at some point here, we'll be able to talk about what's happening with US Treasury short-term and long-term. But the risk of where interest rates go, when and why, and the fact that you might be locked in at a lower interest rate than it might pay tomorrow, that's also a risk everyone's got to know about. Right. And that maybe to your point earlier about the, the CD ladder, if you've got a, a good chunk of money to invest, maybe don't put it all in the longest term CD that you can find, maybe doing that laddering so that if the rates do go up, hopefully one of your CDs will mature in the near term and you can take advantage of that, right? Exactly. Precisely. You nailed it. You nailed it. And I think one thing when you look at timing right now is like, it, obviously we're talking a lot about Capital One. We're all proud to be working with Capital One, but the current rates on a one-year CD is about 4.85%. On a two-year CD, it's 4.35%. And in a five-year CD, it's 4.1%. Now you might be scratching your head and saying, Wait a second, Jason. If I lock my money in longer, shouldn't I be paid more interest? Why are those interest rates going down? Typically, the longer you lock your money in, 
the more money you're going to get paid on interest. However, we're in a super unique period here. We all know the Fed is increasing interest rates to battle inflation. We all know they've done it at a very fast rate. And we're starting to see inflation cool off a little bit. So this is even more of an advantageous time right now that you can lock your money in a CD for a short period of time and be rewarded with more interest than a long period of time. And the result of that is all tied to where they think interest rates are going. And based on all the information that's in the market, that's baked into these interest rates, if long-term interest rates are paying less, that means that the foresight and prediction is that interest rates will eventually come down over the long-term as inflation cool. So that's different than the norm, but also for people out there, I think that that creates a much more advantageous time to get in now for a short period of time to make more money on your money. Absolutely. Kind of think about folks who think about going up and over a hill. And when we were seeing the Fed raise interest rates at the very beginning, we were seeing interest rates raising sometimes 75 basis points or 0.75%, sometimes 0.5%. And more recently, they've been doing these quarter basis points, kind of like what happens when you go up a a hill, you kind of cross the hill and you're really slowing down. And then you pick up speed when you're going back, right? So that's kind of what's happened. We we think, or the smart smart people in the room (laughs) at Capital (laughs) One think that this is what's happening is that we are at this point where we're probably slowing down and may start to see interest rates drop, especially two to five years from now, which is good news for those of us who would like to buy a house in the next two (laughs) to five years. (laughs) You are not kidding. You are not kidding. I think that analogy is perfect though. Like being at the top of the hill, knowing it's going to come down, you know, when you're at the top of that roller coaster, enjoy that moment because it's soon the fun's going to be over. (laughs) Who knows what will happen? No one's got the crystal ball. But right now, I think we've seen it like 30 year mortgage rates over the last six months have gone on average from 4% to 4.5 to 5 to 5.5 to 6 to now over 7% on 30 year money. So that means while those are going up, so are the yields on CDs. And to get almost 5% right now on a six month CD, that's a good way to make money on your money. Like it's the '80s all over again. <laughs> <laughs> no, the back, well, that. back in the early '80s, interest rates were—I I remember as a kid, it shows you how old I am. <laughs> but I remember as a kid, I had a savings account where I was earning eleven. 11.3% or something like that on a savings account. A I can't imagine what account? CDs were like. I'm sorry. Say Is that, that a book savings account? Yes. Remember those? <laughs> they were great. Oh. How times have changed. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about the option to use CDs and buying CDs, and we know we can get them from Capital One. Can we maybe talk a little bit about how this all works? How can one, one of our listeners, if they want to connect with Capital One to purchase a CD? Yeah, I think what, what just in general, one of the best things about Capital One is th- their ability to simplify, to make things stress-free, and to educate. I think that's one of the best things I love about Capital One is that before they offer solutions, they're huge on providing education and insight as to what these solutions mean to you. And before you just start picking, searching, and signing up, you really understand it and you feel good about it. So what you can do right now is if you're thinking about it, getting a CD, but maybe you want more information. What you would do is you go to capitalone.com slash bank slash CDs slash online dash 
CDs, and they will have all the information you need to get the education, get the insight, and also sign up for a CD if and when you think it's the right fit for you. Nice. Super Definitely. Simple. We'll have links to that in the show notes and, and the description of this video, folks, if you're interested. Are there some unique features that Capital One CDs offer that you might want to share? Yeah. So for the 360 CD, I think the coolest thing is that you can decide when your CD account interest is paid out. So you have the choice as a consumer to say, I want that money paid out at the end of the term. I want it paid out monthly so I can visualize it because that's important to me to see that interest go up or annually. That's that's what I think is like one of the biggest game changers about the Capital One's 360 CD offering. Every Capital One 360 CD balance is insured. We've talked about that up to the FDIC's allowable limits. So you'll know you have safety and security when you move forward with Capital One's 360 CD. There, Here's a big one too. There's this really big one. A lot of banks will have a minimum balance required. So let's say you can't have a CD unless you can deposit X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. The good news is whether you're a young investor, you're just starting investing, you are a little bit older, but you're just getting to this point, there are no minimum balances required. So that's important. Remember your nice. CD's performance again. It's not tied to market volatility. So there's no risk involved. And your money will grow at these fixed rates in your CD account that we talked about. So all of those are features of Capital One's 360 CD offering. And again, I know you'll have it in the show notes, but you could just go to Capital One's website to, to look more into it. Wonderful. And I know we shared some rates today, folks, but when you go online to look at rates, they might actually have changed by the time you get a chance to listen to this because rates could change at any moment. Or those of you who are listening to this long after it was published. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And if you're listening to it, it's we, have, we have a His, lot of people History repeats that. itself, right? Yeah, and exactly. right now, guys, when we're recording this, one year CD is 4.85%. So you guys have the crystal ball because you're running it out. Tell us if we were that. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. Here's a philosophical question for you. We're going to make CDs even funner. Mm, okay. Let's go. Okay, I'm ready for this curveball. You're a reality TV star. So you you have your fingers on the pulse of, of what's going on in that world. If CDs were a reality TV star, what reality show would they be on? So for example, we put our noggins together and we're like, ETFs would probably be on the Amazing Race or Survivor because they have staying power. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And we thought crypto, because we saw this ad for The Bachelor, and the one woman's like, I'm going to, but I don't win, I'm going to burn this house down. So we're like, that, <laughs> that's cryptocurrency. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I love this Where do question. Where CDs fall? <laughs> this, that is such a good question. Okay. So crypto, I agree. It's probably The Bachelor, <laughs> especially because you start with 30 cast members and you're eliminated <laughs> like in seconds. So it doesn't right. last long. I'd also throw like temptation island you know like when you're in a relationship you're not you got multiple relationships that also might be like crypto i think you nailed etfs being amazing race or survivor i'm going to say that cd's would be i'm going to say cd's would be like my favorite show and my favorite show is big brother here's why uh, cd's have been around forever and big brother is one of the longest standing reality shows out there next to survivor yeah. I also think about CDs is that like, think about a CD, almost every bank, credit union, brokerage firm, they offer a diverse selection of CD options, terms, and rates. 
And I think with Big Brother, they have been known to have the most diverse cast members since inception, which is another, you know, tie into CDs. I think that CDs are safer and they're more conservative investments than stocks or bonds. We know that ETFs are amazing race and survivor. Big Brother is a lot more safer than that. I'll explain why. (laughs) We know cryptos like Bachelor and, you know, Temptation Island, which is a straight mess. CDs like (laughs) Big Brother are safer because if you think about Big Brother, the entire competition just takes place in one house the whole time. Relatively safe, safe investment. Now, although you can lock in a term of duration when you open a CD, there are always other scenarios where you can exit early should you encounter an emergency. We talked about that. And I think if I compare that statement to Big Brother, Big Brother, they have players that are... It doesn't happen often, but sometimes unexpectedly, they are evicted from the house. So right. just like they're evicted from the house, you can you know, take your deposits back should you have an emergency. So final gotcha. answer for those reasons, <laughs> big brother. Big brother, wow. Very well thought out. Yeah, I exactly. Love that. <laughs> Thank you for humoring us for a very silly question you might never ever get in your entire yeah. life. Yeah, that was fun. I've, all, I've got a lot of random questions out there. That one I haven't gotten. That was good, guys. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing all this very valuable information on probably a topic that many of our listeners haven't talked about because they haven't been very sexy up until recently. So with all that being said, where can our listeners and viewers keep up with everything that you're doing? And then also where can they go again to get more information about CDs from Capital One? Yeah, this is the most fun by a long shot I've ever had talking about CDs. <laughs> and I think whether you're listening right now and you are a young or an aggressive investor, or you are a little bit older and you're looking for more of a conservative investment, there is always going to be a place for CDs in your portfolio, especially now given the interest rate environment. So if you need a little bit more explanation or you want to open an account, you can do it in less than five minutes. You'll just go again. And th- this link will be in the show notes, guys. But CapitalOne.com, just slash bank, pretty intuitive, slash CDs, slash online CDs. And again, that link is in the show notes. So go check those out and go go check our information, by the way, how interest rates have changed since we had this. And yeah, for Instagram and TikTok, my handle is Jason Tartik, T-A-R-T-I-C-K. Podcast I talked a little bit about, we have Instagram handle called Trading Secrets. You can find that on Spotify or Apple Music. I also have a talent agency in which we work with a lot of different public figures and celebrities on brand endorsements. That talent agency is called Rewired Talent. First book's called The Restart Roadmap, Rewire and Set Your Career. And we talked about it on this show. My second book will be coming in 2024. Pre-sales coming soon. It is called Talk Money to Me. So that's everything I have going on and where you can go to Capital One and get your CD. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing all that. And again, thanks for coming on the show. It was this was so much fun. I could have stayed for another hour. And I think I'm gonna be on my drive home. I'm gonna be second guessing. Was Big Brother the right choice? But I think it was. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you nailed that one. That was good. Yeah, one. it was good. Good stuff. Well, thank you for having me. Make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. 
Thank you, Jason, for a fun and informative interview. To our listeners and viewers, thank you for joining us for another episode. Get your queer money takeaway from this episode, info on how you can connect with Jason, and your tip for reaching financial independence faster in this week's Queer Money newsletter. Get all that by signing up through the link in your podcast player. Then join us this Thursday when we talk about the most affordable LGBTQ plus friendly city to live in in Missouri. And then next Tuesday when we talk about another LGBTQ plus money topic. Thank you and have a great week. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.